You and I know that it's so much more than that, but not everyone does. If I were to ask a lot of people tomorrow what the day is all about, there would be a number of answers. Some would say it's a gathering of family and friends, time to give gifts, time of love and joy and celebration. And all of that's true, but all of that can be done at any time of the year. For those of us who gather on a night like this, not only in this place, in this county, in this country, and around the world, we know that it's more than just gifts under a tree. We know that it's more than just an event that is celebrated so that we can share with each other and have fun together for a few days. We know that it's so much more than that. And those of us who gather on a night like this around this country are aware of that. But a lot of people who will gather tomorrow aren't. They will see it as a tree with lights on it and presents underneath it, a family gathering of people that you're not used to seeing on a regular basis, but all of a sudden invade your house for a particular period of time and then eventually will go home. But for you and I, we know it's so much more than that. The fascinating thing about this time of year is when so much of the world is trying to reach up to God and find Him or be acceptable to Him or find some way to connect with Him, the beauty of this story and this event that we share tonight is that God came to us. When so much of the world is trying to find God or connect with God or be acceptable to God or reach Him somehow, some way, so that when it's all said and done, I can find peace in my life or at least a certain amount of joy for a certain period of time. The beauty of this season, this event, is that our God came to us. Instead of us having to find Him, He came looking for us. That's the amazing part of this story. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's found in Luke chapter 2. One that we probably have heard a hundred other times, but still has power and wonder. Because of the strange way that God decided to do what he did. To invade this world with his very presence and change our lives forever. Luke writes this way in chapter 2. In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken to the entire Roman world. It was the first one that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went also up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they saw him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Mary treasured all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds, however, returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were told them, 
just by the shepherds. Everyone who reads the Christmas story is quite aware of the fact that you don't need all the things that we're supposed to have or that many would consider a must to celebrate Christmas on that night. Matter of fact, for them, it wasn't even called Christmas. It was just an ordinary night with an amazing amount of extraordinary events. That from that point on, everything changed. Christmas is more than a gathering of friends and relatives. It's a gathering of people looking for answers and finding them in one place, in one person, forever. What's interesting, if you know the story, and I'm sure many of you do, is that the shepherds that particular night were doing what they've always done, raising sheep. But not just any ordinary sheep. Many of them would be sheep for a sacrifice. Sacrifice for their sins, taken to the high priest so that somehow, some way, in a moment of time, for at least a period of time, their sins could be forgiven. And so they raised them year after year, sent them off, hoping beyond hope that somehow it would be enough. And God would accept it, and they would be forgiven, and they could get through another year, and hopefully another year and another year. And all of a sudden, that night, everything changed literally forever. Those men that night heard a story that changed their lives and forever has changed all of our lives. Everything they had hoped for, everything they'd heard about, everything they dreamed about, everything that had been promised for literally centuries, that a Messiah would come, that no longer the sacrifices would be required, that God would send his very son so that we could have life and have it forever, and that he would take that lamb's place, and he would be the ultimate sacrifice. And so when they heard the angels sing, which I doubt they'd ever heard before, and I imagine that on that particular night, it was like an ordinary night and any other ordinary night, but everything changed the moment those angels showed up and shared with them the greatest story they'd ever heard. And so like you and I would probably do, they went off to see if it was really true. What's interesting about the story is the fact that they returned with joy. Not just because they had seen a baby, they'd probably seen hundreds of babies. That's just because maybe for the first time in a long time, they had heard some kind of music that had taken place. But they returned for joy because they knew that everything they had hoped for, everything they had heard about, everything that had been promised to them for centuries was true that night. And they believed it. Not only did they believe it, but they shared it. And everywhere they went, they made sure that everyone heard what they had just experienced. Not because it was an ordinary baby, it was an extraordinary situation. But in a most unusual way, God communicated to them everything they had hoped for, literally for centuries. And they returned with more joy than anyone could have ever imagined because they really honestly believed that it was true. You and I sit in services like this for probably many of us dozens and dozens of times. We sing the songs, we celebrate the event, we recognize and understand that it's more than Christmas presents under a tree. It's more than lights and family gatherings. We celebrate tonight because we recognize that that gift was our gift. And for a lot of us in these next few moments as we sing these 
beautiful songs again and we hold that candle in our hands, we're reminded that we too were one of those people that had waited forever to somehow, somewhere connect with God. And in that amazing moment of time, somebody shared the love of God with us or shared a story with us or shared a message with us or prayed over us or for us. And at that moment, our lives became forever changed. The moment we invited Christ into our lives, we recognized that that particular moment in time, no matter what happened from there on, our lives would be secure in Him. And if our life ended at any moment, we would be able to see Him face to face. And we were certain of that. Everything changed that night for those of us, whenever that may have been, who received Christ as our Savior. And the light of the world changed us forever. The other thing about those lights that we're about to hold in a minute that not only remind us that the fact that we were once in darkness and we have seen a great light and that light has changed us, but it's also something that to me has reminded me tonight of something that I can also give away. In a few moments, people are going to come up and down the aisle and every one of us will help one about another and we'll light the candle of the person beside us and it'll be a wonderful moment and we'll just enjoy the experience and the wonder and majestic nature of that quiet, silent night song that we have sung on a hundred other occasions and when the lights go dim and our candles light up. What I'd love for you to think about tonight as you're passing that from one person to the next and then all of a sudden the room lights up is imagine sharing what you have found in Jesus with somebody else beyond this room. As I said yesterday morning, we are in a very unusual time in our history because there are so many events that are uncertain. Not like any other time in our history where there have been those moments of time where everything was uncertain, but it's especially true in these last few weeks. And tomorrow and the next few weeks, we'll have the opportunity to pass along what we have found in Jesus. And the light of Christ that has changed our lives is not only something we can pass around tonight and pass to one another, but it's something that we have the opportunity to give away. And so my hope and prayer is that as you pass that from one person to the next, that you somehow in those wonderful moments think of that one or two people that God may bring to your mind that you could pass this light to as well because of what you have found in Christ. Now, if you've not found it, we offer it to you. It is the absolute greatest gift we could ever give, the gift of eternal life. Not because we have a corner on it, it's just because we know Jesus, and we offer that to you. Maybe you're here tonight, you're really not sure of your eternal destiny. You know about God, you've been searching for Him, you came tonight because you thought you should. Christmas Eve, everyone goes to church on Christmas Eve. But you're really not sure about where you stand with God, and you'd like to be. I want to offer you tonight the best thing I could ever share with you, and that is the certainty of your relationship with Jesus. To know that you can simply ask Him to forgive you of your sin, invite Him into your life, give your life over to Him, and let Him take it from here on out. He has done all the work. He came, He loved, He lived, He died, He rose from the dead. And he takes the burden off of us in trying to perform to somehow meet God's expectations. And he's taking it on himself. And now he gives us freedom to live the most amazing life anyone could have ever imagined. Life in Jesus and eternal life forever with God. If you're not sure of that tonight, we offer it to you. It's the simplest process anyone could imagine. 
For some, it sounds too simple. It can't be that easy, but it really honestly is. To admit you're a sinner in desperate need of a Savior, and the only one that really is the only Savior of the world is Jesus Christ, the one we sing about tonight, the one we celebrate on this particular occasion. To open up your life to Him and to take your hands off and let Him take over from there and live your life from him, for Him at that point. We'll help you grow and mature in your relationship with God, but I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here on this Christmas Eve night, it'll change your life forever. And so if you're not sure of your relationship with God or your eternal destiny, tonight would be the best night in the world to be sure of that. If you are sure, celebrate it. If the light of God has changed your life and has given you more than you could have ever imagined in Jesus, and it's also something that you and I have the opportunity to share and give away so that someone else can have the amazing gift of what we have found in Jesus. Father, we thank you for this night, celebrated a thousand times over and over again for these last two millenniums. And we're delighted that we can do it again. Until we see you face to face and thank you personally for what you've done, we'll gather Christmas Eve's like this and Easter celebrations like we will in a few months. And we'll celebrate the greatest event in the history of humanity. That your love was so great that you came and gave your life so that we could have life forever. The burden's been taken off of us and trying because you've done it for us and you offer us the gift of eternal life. So tonight as we hold these candles in our hands, may the celebration of the beauty and wonder of that moment be incredibly special as we recognize that we too once walked in darkness, but now we have seen a great light and it's changed us forever. And would you remind us as we pass these lights from person to person of those that we could pass the same light onto to allow them to find, find what we have found in you. Thank you for coming, for rescuing us and redeeming us and setting us free. Thank you for the greatest gift of all that we can share and give away. Thank you for that promise that someday, because of you, we'll live forever with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray.